Welcome to Gathering Mana. We are your hosts, Carter Schumann and Scott Hall. What's up, Scott? What's up, Carter? It's good to be back. Oh, man. It's been a hot minute since we got to hang out. Yeah, more uh, more COVID stuff, um, you know, just hindering. And uh, both of our churches working hard to try and figure out this this mess <laughs> yeah. for our context, but yeah, it's that it's that big question: of how do I how do I love my neighbor the best way possible? And right. so finding those solutions to to make that happen, right? But we've been wanting to do this for a while, yes. Um, and it's the perfect time, the perfect I think season uh, for us to actually uh, step back into Gathering Man of Season Two, Episode One, um, because we're kind of in that in between time right now, literally. Uh, we just celebrated Thanksgiving. Mm. Lots of good turkey. Oh man! Um, what's beans, your favorite dish? What's greens. the What's the one? Uh, it, it's hard to say. If it's good turkey, then of course turkey. But my favorite side dish, I guess, would be green bean casserole. Oh, with the French onion. Oh yeah. Crispy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Crispy. Oof. Yeah, that's 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 probably it. What about you? Um. I, so my um my stepmom makes. A uh, cranberry salad that'll knock mm. your socks off. It's okay. got okay. got pineapple chunks in it. It's uh, it's it's just good. I like cranberries in general, yeah. really, but but cranberry salad, yum. That's it. Yum. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't just, too big on cranberry just, stuff. We just but... know how to do it, though. You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, pie. Man, I can't get enough pie. I can never get enough pie. Yeah, and. Oh, uh, sweet potato casserole. Have you ever Ooh, had some, some of that? Yeah, my not wife just made sweet that potatoes, but like sweet potato casserole with, with like all the stuff. The the butter and the pecans mm-hmm. and the yeah the brown sugar. Lots yeah. and lots of brown oh, sugar. All of it. Make mm. it sweet. Yes. Yeah, I'll take some of that. Yeah. And so so yeah, <laughs> so we're looking back at that. We've got Thanksgiving in the rear view, but we're driving towards Christmas. And I mean, I remember this time as a kid and it would be, yeah, it was like the day after Thanksgiving, it was time to start making my Christmas list to start looking forward to, you know, what's that day going to hold for me? What am I going to unwrap? What am I going to see? Mm-hmm. You know, that anticipation of, uh, of what's coming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is, it's a perfect time. Uh, like, like we've been saying, it's, it's a perfect time to reflect back and reflect forward um, but do it with a, a little bit more focus and narrowing. And so today we really wanted to talk to you, talk to you about the grace, the graces of God, um, and how those play such a defining role in our lives. And if, if we're going to define that word grace, so we all have the same working definition here, uh, grace is unmerited favor. And if that's still a little bit confusing, that basically, uh, means, you know, with, uh, not deserved, um, not deserved favor. Yes, it's it's a it's a favor. It's something from God that you can't earn. It's right. something that He's He's distributed to you, uh, regardless of of what you've done, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's just given. It's a it's a given thing. So uh, how does how does that play itself out in in our lives? Mm-hmm. That's. Um, you have to view grace from, I think, three different angles to be able to get a full picture of God's grace uh, through our lives, and sure. so, so that that you know, because you know, there's in, in time we've got we've got basically three ways to to see time, right? We've got the past, the present, 
and then we've got the future. And so, so the first thing we can do when we look at look at grace is look at it in the past. Mm. You know, how has grace, the grace of God, affected me uh, in in the past? Right. And I think to do that, um, we've got to look at some of the, the the magnified moments in our lives, those big moments in our lives where where we see God's grace manifest itself, make itself you know, incredibly well-known within us. So, so I think about those, those big moments, um, in scripture, we, we see in, uh, in, uh, Joshua chapter four, the, the Israelites have been wandering through the desert, gathering their manna for 40 years. That's right. Right. And, and there's been moments where they've been like, oh, manna again. Mm-hmm. And they, they're sick of it. They, they've been in the desert. They've been wandering through the desert, waiting for God to fulfill a promise for 40 years. I mean, I've never waited for anything for, for, for more than I ain't you know, even 40 years minutes. old. <laughs> right. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm turning 30. In two months, so I haven't waited for a single thing for forty years. You know, let alone like we've talked about this before in the podcast. Is you know we're a people of instant gratification, right? right? Like yeah. we we get what we want here, and it, it seems like most of the time, you know, lately we've had to really, really hang on to uh, uh, having to wait. And so these people, they man, they were waiting for forty whole years to to get something they were promised. And so they step foot into the promised land for the first time. They, and to do that, God had to part a river. He, he, he dams up the Jordan River for like two seconds, uh, letting these people cross. I don't know how long it was. I think it was like a day. Like he dammed up the river supernaturally, let them walk across on dry land. They made it to the other side. They set foot in the promised land. And so what they did, the first thing they did, was set up a monument. Mm-hmm. They they gathered rocks together. They they built a, a tower, and it says in scripture that it's still there to this day, a, a reflection of a moment in time where they were able to look back and say, "This is this is what God brought us through." Right. They could remember the forty years they spent, but they can also remember that moment where they were able to cross. And how huge that moment is. Mm-hmm. And so, so that moment in our lives, those moments of grace that we can look back on in the past and see God's grace unfold. It's it's my baptism, that moment where I received Christ for the first time as my Savior, where I received his death and resurrection um, and made that part of who I am. You know, that's a moment of grace. Mm. These moments of grace where I was able to go to uh, a friend or a family member and and confess my sin and really, really like lay out, um, you know, my, my inner, inner thoughts and, um, where, where they were able to sit there and hear me and distribute grace to me, uh, as a gift from God. Uh, these, these moments in life where, where you knew you needed God to, to have grace on you, Mm -hmm. to give you unmerited favor. You know, that's what we can look back at and really, really capture thankfulness. Yeah. Thankfulness really comes through whenever we're able to see those moments of grace and be thankful that God has been faithful to us in those moments. And so so that's what grace looks like in the past. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we also have this ability to look at grace in the present. This is harder. 
just a little bit. Because when you're in the midst of it, like hindsight's twenty twenty, but when you're in the midst of it and it's the present day, you don't always. It doesn't always feel big or yeah. grand, but it's still there. What are what are some ways that you've seen? I guess present grace present in this yeah. day and age or year. <laughs> right now. So so you look at the blessings, right? You look at the blessings that that you have around you, but especially uh for me, it's in relationships that I find uh God's grace in the present. Uh I I know I know that I receive grace on a daily basis, on a momentary basis through my wife. Hmm. Like I look at her and I can be, uh, you know, I can I can say something, you know, that that hurts her feelings, or I can do something that's that's incorrect. Um, but she's still willing to give me grace in the present moment. And so the fact that that relationship is still, you know, built on God and it's still strong, like that is a grace that I can see in, uh, from God. My family, my friends, uh, the people I'm close to. It's it's a relational uh, look. I think a lot of times that that we find present grace happening where we can really get a view of it. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot harder, um, to look at the present and see grace because a lot of times it's really easy to, to see what we're trapped in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and a lot harder to see the grace that's actually being given to us in the moment. Right. Right. But, uh, one way to do it definitely is, is looking at our relationships and then, uh, and then last, um, what you, what you got for us so we we see it in the past we see it in the present the graces of god those magnified moments of grace um but but it's also in the future and scripture is very clear about this and god is he has a 100% track record in holding up to his promise we could we could talk about um the uh all the promises listed out in the Old Testament that are fulfilled by one man and the probability of that happening and how it's just like an impossible probability. And it did. It's crazy. So God is always, 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 hear that, always going to come through on his promises. And so when we look at the future, we have this expectant hope. And that's the the first kind of uh, week of Advent, the Advent season that we're entering into here in December. This is December 1st when we're recording this. And so here we are. Advent first week hope and hope is kind of that expectant uh, type of trust towards something. Um, whenever, whenever you think of hoping in something, specifically uh, scripture would list out, it's hoping that not, not that just Jesus has come. He did, obviously. Um, that's what this season is about to you. We, you know, the, the coming of baby Jesus. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the hope, the future hope that he is going to come again. I love Revelation depicts it real well that he's going to be you know, on a white horse, uh, like, like a sword coming out of his mouth. Who knows if that's literal or not? People have their opinions. But but regardless, it's just going to be this beautiful moment where he he um, reveals the bride, the church. Yeah. Um, and she's going to be dressed just ornately and, and beautiful um, and, and literally be calling out to God. In Revelation, it says that the church will call out, um, finally, God now dwells among us. And, and he kind of has, and his spirit is within us, we know. But now it's going to be back to Eden, the Garden of Eden from Genesis um, all the way to Re- Revelation. It's, it's getting us back to the Garden. And so now, or in that time, in that season, 
when that happens, God once more will recreate this world, recreate this earth, and the heavens will be one. God will dwell fully with us, with, with the bride. And it's just going to be this, this beautiful time. No more tears, no more pain. Um, there's, there's so much we can talk about that hope, but but it's going to happen. And yeah. so us as the church, as, as the people of God, we are called to expect it to happen as if mm. it could happen today, as if yeah. it could happen tomorrow and live our lives in such a manner and how that is fully grace. It's unmerited favor. God doesn't have to come back, but he is going to. Mm. Uh, and there's nothing we can do or say to try to conjure that. He ain't a genie in a bottle, but instead <laughs> he's going to come back as a thief in the night, as scripture calls it, uh, when we're least expecting it. And that's it's just going to be this this beautiful beautiful moment of of grace where we get to fully see God for all that God is. Yeah, yeah. And that's that, uh, you know, I don't know anything about the Seventh-day Adventist Church, but I really like their name. You know, there's mm-hmm. that that uh, that sim- symbolism within it. You know, Advent, it, it literally means like hopefully expecting, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully expecting God, really. And it's... Um, and seventh day, you know, is is this this idea that you know the seventh day is judgment day, is the revelation, and we're waiting in this imperfect sixth day, right? And we're just we're waiting, expecting the seventh day to happen, right? Yeah. Right? Um, and that's something that that all Christians can relate to, man. We are waiting for that, and I, I love that. Uh, but it's also it's also when we think about uh, about future grace, it's um, recognizing that that there is still some deep imperfection within me. And God is going to restore even the things that now need work on, Mm. right? You know, I think about the parables that Jesus tells about the wheat and the chaff, and we can, you know, uh, we can go on about that. And we we can talk about the goats and the sheep and and how God is going to one day separate those who, uh, those who, you know, did not follow him and those who did, you know, and uh, I think about that on a personal level. And I hope I'm a sheep. I hope I'm wheat. But there still feels like there's chaff within me. There still feels like there's a goat within me. You know, there's that part of me that's not fully um, invested and fully, um, you know, removed by God. And I, and I just can't wait for that day to come, that, that day whenever God reveals perfection within me. You know, there's, mm. I, and I, and I hope, you know, I hope next week God burns more of the chaff away. I hope next week God removes more of the goat from me, you know, and he, and he magnifies himself within, within me. Mm. And so, so I'm going to, I'm going to bring us into our quick practical step with that thought in mind. Our quick practical step is this, um, Count your graces. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Um, we, we've talked about counting your blessings in the past. We're going to talk about counting our graces. And so I, what I want you to do, and what I'm going to do, is uh, is I want to, to write these three words on a piece of paper. On the top of the page, write the word past. In the middle of the page, write the word present. And at the bottom of the page, near the bottom, write the word future. And just take a moment, take a few minutes to write out um, those at the top of the page, the past, those magnified moments in your life. Write out some of those places in your life in the past where you've seen God's grace uh, happen for you. And then in the middle, in the present, 
Write out the people's names in your life who are a grace to you. Write out the situations in your life, uh, the blessings in your life that are a present grace to you. Write the name of your church. Write the name of uh, your pastors. Write the name of, uh, of of your confidants, of your family, of your friends, those people that who are a present grace to you given by God. It's like, man, I don't deserve these people, right? Like that, that's the kind of thing that we write in the present. And in the future... Uh, there's there's several things to be uh, hopeful for. That's the hope part of it. Those first two ones are about thankfulness. This last one's about hope. Hope, this Advent hope. Um, write down those things that you are hopeful for. You're hopeful that God will restore all things. You are hopeful that God will restore in you the joy of your salvation. You are hopeful that God will restore in you the perfection that he uh, designed us to live in, that relationship with him that he designed us to be a part of. You know, write down those future hopes um, within that. And so so that is that is the quick practical step. Count your graces. It's good. And it's such a good practice to develop, develop into your rhythm um, on a daily basis. Uh, this is a perfect way to start your day too. It centers you really well. Um, and it gives you a, a very... Uh, not very, but kind of a, a narrow kind of lens to look through instead of just like, okay, well, I'm thankful for grass and I'm thankful, you know. But these are like very just pointed moments in your life, uh, past, present, and future. What what do you have hope for? That, and that's one that we, I think, maybe don't think about too much. Uh, we we say thank you for the stuff we, we've had. Thank you for the stuff that we're receiving right now. Um, but really having a eternity mindset mm-hmm. where we, we can hope for the things of eternity, that this life is, this life that we're living right now is not the end. Um, it's just the start. It's just the beginning to an eternal life that God's going to bring us into. Um, so I, I think this is just a really important practice. So, well, thank you for, for joining us today on Gathering Manna. And as always, get outside of your tent today. This has been Gathering Manna. For more content like today's episode, like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram or subscribe to our YouTube channel. For content on the go, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting platform. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or drop a comment on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Thanks for joining us. God bless you. And we hope that you'll be mobilized to get outside of your tent today.